This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to a Real Man Wood podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host, Redwire, and I'm joined by my co-host from Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. Yeah, before we talk about football, let me talk to you about my eventful weekend. First off, my my daughter lost her first tooth, which is pretty cool. I got to be um, the tooth fairy and deal with that. But man, Friday, I had my wife rush me to the hospital. I was in the worst pain of my entire life. I, I, my I, Death was flashing before my eyes. I told her to pull over on the way over. I said, find the nearest bridge. I'd rather just end it. You know, some people have a low tolerance for pain. I have none. I have none of it. I just, I'm intolerant of pain. I just will not tolerate it. And uh, in all seriousness, I thought I was dying, and I was super scared, and it turns out I have kidney stones. And oh, man, right. those are pain- they're supposedly very painful, but also... I, I would not wish them on my worst enemy. And, and luckily, for me, thankfully, a lot of the nurses told uh, my wife and us that, you know, compared it to childbirth. So I, I didn't feel quite as big of a wuss, you know, cause, because they were saying that. But See, man, I've yet, to, I've yet to pass them lists, so I'm currently still dealing with it. And uh, I got to say, it's the worst. The last couple of weeks, I thought I've had back spasms. And I'm like, man, I've heard back spasms are painful. And I know LeBron, you know, sat out that one finals game. But, but I got to say, that's like the worst pain I've ever had. But it turns out it was, it was, those, uh, it was that stones moving through me the last couple of weeks. And it's still yet to totally pass. And it's, it's bad. It's brutal. Bad. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, a real man would enjoy a kidney stone. Yeah, well. A real <laughs> man we... just experiences the sensation of the kidney stone. And enjoys being alive. Well, well, as we've proven time and again on this very podcast, <laughs> yes. I am anything but a real man. And yeah. this further proves that because I got to tell you, this is the worst pain of my life. And it's just been awful. But yeah, football wasn't, wasn't much of a reprieve on Sunday because I had a horrible week against spread, um, injuries and all that other thing we can, we can complain about. But specifically, Super Contest, yeah, you know, two and one. Actually, we were five and one after the Thursday game, you know, the Bengals. So looking good. But those two primetime games... Nutless monkey, your Giants and and, and Seahawks. Uh, can we can we recover from a two and three? We can, but I'm telling you, whatever pain you were in passing that kidney stone or not passing that kidney stone, and I was in twice as much pain watching Eli Manning Ugh. attempt to play quarterback. I mean, he had five sacks for 59 yards. Do you understand that a non-running quarterback simply does not take 10 yard sacks? Six sacks for 59 yards. You know, Cam Newton might take a 12 yard sack because he's trying to make something happen and he gets caught. Russell Wilson maybe. A non-scrambling quarterback takes a four-yard sack. Tom Brady takes a four-yard sack. Drew Brees takes a four-yard sack. These guys know how to get outside the hash marks and do that fake intentional grounding and get rid of the ball. Why does Eli not know how to do that? Why does he never throw any of them away? Why does he turn the wrong direction right into the rush and end up getting driven back three or four extra yards? I mean, this guy is absolutely terrible. And even when he's in the pocket and he has time, he throws high. He throws at people's feet. Beckham snagged a ball out of the air that was like a foot over his head and you know, made it look routine. But, I mean, that's not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be thrown chest high so you can just catch it. Eli is fucking terrible. And I'm already no, thinking I'm, like, 
let's get Kyle Laletta in there and let's just like move on. I mean, it, the guy's terrible. I mean, it's been, it's been since 2011, man. 2011 is a long time to stick with somebody who hasn't been good despite having Beckham as, you know, his receiver. I mean, this is just unacceptable. No, I'm glad that you're, you're here for this because I led my Sunday column with uh, the Eli's done kind of take just because other people have, uh, they just wanted me to lead with the Sunday night game often. So I just kind of went, because I, I did think he's bringing down Barkley and Beckham, but that got a lot of feedback on Twitter of just people saying the offensive line is terrible and, and whatever. And I went over every game and it was kind of just a couple sentences about Eli. And I, mean, I, I mentioned the last year in the clean pocket, he had the third worst passer rating in the NFL, worse than Brett Hundley. I mean, I understand that Beckham was out, but Fucking I mean, terrible. That, he's so terrible. Pocket. So, I mean, terrible. it's a clean pocket. So, and, 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 and yes, the line is a problem, but he's done, right? I mean, so you uh, fully agree he's a giant uh, fan uh, who watches more than, than just most. Just move on. Just know. try out Kyle Oletta. Maybe he's good. You know, a lot of, you know, Russell Wilson was a third or fourth round pick. Dak Prescott was a late round pick. Tony Romo, Tom Brady, all these guys. Kurt Warner. You can get a QB late. Maybe this guy's good. Maybe he's not, and they'll pick one next year. I don't care about Sam Darnold. You're not going I, here's my prediction. The Giants will not end up regretting taking Barkley over Sam Darnold. That's my. No, I didn't say even though you're you're totally on this. We need a quarterback. That doesn't. You're not saying no. that you're Barkley, right? Right. Unless okay. they felt Sam Darnold was that you know once in a generation guy that you had to take, you don't have to take him. It was like the Sam Bradford thing. You know that whole Sue versus Bradford argument we had. If if it's a great quarterback, then you take him. If it's just the guy that's there, I don't take him over a generational running back. I get that running back is a less important position, but. A mediocre quarterback is nothing. You can get Case Keenum on, you know, for free. You can get these kind of mediocre guys all the time. You need to have someone who's who you think's gonna has an excellent chance to be great. And you can also get a guy in the fourth round or the third round or the second round, and you know, maybe he'll turn out to be good. But they just need to move on, whatever it is. I mean, it's one thing yeah, to say you you know, you should have drafted somebody. It's it's a whole other to just say, Well, we need to move on from the current guy, regardless of who the next guy is. We just need to move on. And you know, this has been since two thousand eleven. It is you know, they say the offensive line's bad, and it is bad, but the quarterback makes the offensive line to a large degree. Like, if you see a good quarterback get blitzed, he'll spin away from one guy and then throw it out of bounds. Now it's second and 10, not second and 18 or second and 20 in Eli's case. So now you can run a play, maybe a run play that gets five yards. It's third and five. You're in a manageable situation. The defense doesn't know whether you're going to run or throw. There's a lot of options for you. The defense doesn't see what's what's coming the offensive line's easier to block they, they can't the defense can't pin their ears back everyone's like oh well look at all the the hell that's breaking loose in, in the offensive backfield but it's like yeah when it's third and 16 because you just took a sack instead of getting rid of the ball the defense knows it can just bring everybody because you're not running the ball they're not worried about it so you know eli makes the line much worse and well yeah the best quarterbacks aren't taking sacks because they're diagnosing it before the play you right know, they're getting rid of it quickly they know it. they know exactly how to do that cheat thing where it's bullshit but it's the rule if you get outside the hash and throw it to the line of scrimmage it's not grounding and they know how to do it they oh even brady even breeze even the slow guys know how to do it eli just sucks he sucks man i don't know why everyone was jumping to his defense last year when mcadoo did the only good thing he did in his entire tenure which was bench his ass you know i'm just sick of eli i'm sick of people <laughs> defending that guy it's, he sucks i've watched every game for the last seven years he's fucking terrible okay. and here's the other so thing I even when he was good even when he was good, he was just pretty good. He was never great. Imagine you're holding on to the Super Bowl glory, but really the guy wasn't even that good during the Super Bowl glory years. Imagine your peak, your absolute peak wasn't even as good as Matt Ryan. Your absolute peak was like Andy Dalton, was like present day Andy Dalton. That's how good Eli was as his absolute fucking peak. And they're like, oh, well, we got to, you know, it's Eli, you know, you can't bench Eli. Dude, he's as good at his peak as Andy Dalton is. That's all he was. You know, I mean, it's amazing 
it just they happened to win two Super Bowls, and it was great. And he played well in those games, and he made some amazing, really- somewhat lucky throws. But it's just fucking move on. It's just amazing that they can't do it. So as for fantasy, maybe all those dump-offs to Barkley will be PPR gold, but are you worried as a Beckham owner? Because that was my concern before the season. I mean, that, that was the number one was, well, I guess can he stay healthy? But Eli, man, I mean, this, is, this shouldn't be shocking, right? Well, I mean, he's played two games. The first was against Jacksonville. He got 15 hey. targets, 11 catches for 111 hey, yards you, against, and should have out. actually had a, a 60-yard touchdown where he beat everybody and Eli overthrew it. So he, well. he, Beckham is going to be fine. Yeah. As shitty as Eli is, Beckham has been the guy he's been with Eli. So I know, and they've been moving him around the slot like crazy. I think and, they've been and moving. Shermer's smart. He's going to get Beckham the ball a lot. I'm not worried about Beckham. I mean, he'd be better if he had just Andy, Andy Dalton or Matt Ryan or Phillip Rivers or who, anybody, you know, Alex Smith even. I mean, he'd be better if he had anybody. Right. Yeah, I know. So we, we made a bad, bad choice going with Giants last week, though. They just they oh. look they look pretty bad. I mean, so what else? And I think I want to just give you a hard time about it. I'm asking about Mahomes versus Jimmy G, and you're such a non-Mahomes believer. Are you a believer yet, or was that still luck? I mean, I get the, the – the, he might regress just a little on that TD percentage, but come on, man. It's pretty sick, no? Well, I made him the number one QB just because the situation's so good. Bad defense. So um, good. He's, you know, ridiculous arm, mobility, Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt on the offense, a very uh, creative and sharp offensive coach. So, I mean, I made him the number one QB because the situation is just so good. But it's the number one QB only because of ceiling. It's not, uh, it's not really confidence that if you were to make me like an even money bet, like who's going to get more fantasy points rest of the year, like him or say Carson Wentz or something like that, I think yeah. it, would be a tough, it would be a tough bet. Wentz is a little bit because he's been hurt, so we don't know how fresh he is. But, you know, Wentz or Brady or, or somebody who's like pretty much a lock to be at least good, you know, as long as they stay healthy. I just think that the reason I have Mahomes number one isn't because he's as, you know that, that he's going to beat those guys out necessarily, but it's because if he does, it could be one of those like, forty-four touchdowns, and then like three hundred fifty rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns, and yeah, forty-seven hundred yards. Yeah, he could start running a lot more too, actually. Right. So I mean, um, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm. Yeah, you know, it's two games. I'm. I'm pumping the brakes. I. I picked the Niners to win this game outright this week. So just so you know. Get to that, yeah, I know, but it's been such a such a terrific setup, like you said. It's just crazy to start. So I'm with you, though. Yeah, this weekend, moving forward, it's tough not to treat him like that. The other thing before we get to the games, I got to talk about is Josh Gordon, man, getting linked to the Niners. Shanahan coached him. I thought it was a perfect. We obviously need a playmaker. Like, what the hell are you doing? A conditional fifth rounder? Why is the rest of the NFL asleep, dude? Why why is it just a Patriot with Patriots? I mean, I understand that part. If he does get there and ball, it might be because of the culture. So so I understand that there's that's another part of it. But why do the rest of the just let him have it for free? I don't know. I, I, I think there's like a real stigma in the NFL to like that dude who smoked the weed. You know, like Randy Moss, like they passed on the, the Titans could have yeah, drafted so how him. How many times do we have to see it? So how, how many times do we have to see the Patriots? It's just so frustrating. Well, no, I mean, they've, you know, they've blown it with Chad Ochocinco and some yeah, scrubs. It doesn't cost them anything, though, and it doesn't cost them right, anything. Right, it doesn't cost, right? I mean, you obviously see the upside. We know the talent, and... You know, and Chad Ochocinco was like 35, not 25. I mean, this is such – This is. I understand that Gordon has not been good in, in many years. I get it. But give me a break. And the fact that the Browns are a clown show organization who made up this – how the injury happened and threw him under the bus with this innuendo that it might have to do with sobriety when it wasn't or may or may not have been. It's just irresponsible and a joke and frustrated the Niners didn't offer more. 
Yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm the Giants. I'm like, yeah, just get me Josh Gordon, get me Martavis Bryant. You know, get me these guys who are game breaking, rare talents. The Cowboys, what are they doing? I mean, they they need to get Josh Gordon. I don't know what they're doing. You know, they, they don't throw a deep ball anyway. But the thing is, I defended Gordon the whole time, and then I found out later he was drunk and stoned during games after I was mocking the Browns. So there might be something we don't know. So I don't want I don't want to I don't want to say that I know that they're they're a joke, but I do feel like. The, these guys are just so ri- there's not even a risk, right? I mean, what's the risk? That's I mean, saying, yeah. you just cut him. It's not a big deal. You just put the, the Patriots signed Corey Coleman, and then when Gordon came in, they just cut him. It How funny is it? He's screwing Coleman out of jobs. I love it. Uh, um, but yeah, so just in fantasy terms, um, I, I listen. I understand Gordon's unreliable. I had him ranked as like my 29th wide receiver entering the year, and I'm all about Mr. Upside. So I get it. There's, but what a landing spot. I mean, Tom Brady throwing to him now, and they don't even have receivers. I mean, like Hogan's well, going to get Gronk. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like perfect landing spot too. Yeah, but I could see it not working. Like, you know, like Edelman's coming back, work, Hogan, Dorsett's emerging, Gronk's there, the backs. They're deep just, threat. I could just see like, well, Hogan's their deep threat. Hogan goes, look at Hogan's yards per target and yards per catch last couple of years. He yeah. cut a lot of long touchdowns. Gronk actually runs a lot of deep routes for a tight end. And then Dorsett is actually a first round pick with like four, three, eight speed or something like that. So they've got all those guys and, you know, they don't throw deep that much because they're kind of a dink and dunk system for the most part. Brady will take a shot now and then. The, the question is, you know, does he do what he's asked to do? Can he just deal with it? And I don't know. Is that the Browns are such nutless monkeys? I mean, it, it's, it's really, there's really two sides to it, right? That there's the player can be kind of a, a head case, have psychological, mental blocks, problems. And then the team could just be entitled like, man, we waited for this fucking guy while he had his drug problem. And now True. he's back and he's doing this shoot and showing up late. Obviously, there's certain people that you got to just write off because they're just unreachable or it's just not worth your time. But a guy with major talent, you part of your goal and your job is to reach them, is to connect with them and figure out what makes them tick and why there's a problem, whether it's fixable. And maybe they did that, but you know, it's, that's why I think he does have a better chance on the Patriots because Belichick, he, you know, Randy Moss was lazy, he took plays off, all this stuff they were saying about him, I think it's bullshit. You don't become arguably the greatest receiver of all time or top three by being lazy. I mean, there's, just, there's no amount of you know, just ability that anyone has that they're going to just waltz into being a top three all time in the world ever just by being lazy. People were talking shit about Moss and the Patriots, they got to him. They reached him. So maybe they'll do the same with Gordon. No, I hear you. Chris Hogan definitely has deceptive speed. I hear you. And maybe it'll all just completely flame out, but watch him ball. He's going to ball. You know, he is. He's going to go off. I, I hope so. I don't have any shares though. So I don't hope he goes too crazy. I don't either. I don't have any, I don't have any shares. I, yeah, I had him ranked lower than most, like I said. But um, I, I I'm rooting for him, and I'm just frustrated that the 49ers wouldn't wouldn't give up a you know a different fifth round pick, or whatever. Lynch just said, yeah, they offered more, whatever. We did a little due diligence, but anyway, we'll see. Um, moving on, you ready ready to go over the games? Yeah, let me ask you this: Goodwin coming back this week? Yeah, I don't know. Wait, just, just got to wait and see. The Niners Great are like set. worthless. They're a worthless uh, offense. They just have Matt Breida. I mean, come on, man, that's all they got. That's the only yeah. good player they have. We'll get into that too, but yeah, especially with this over/under at 56. Last week, like a fool, I said the NFL doesn't get much higher than the 53 and a half. But I didn't realize well, it doesn't I, I get much higher than 53 and a half. But this I year did. is different. This year, there's already been way more scoring than last year. Way more passing yards. But look at the quarterbacks last week. It was like Bortles went fucking crazy. Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins, obviously uh, Fitzpatrick and Mahomes. They all went crazy last week. There were like 10 guys who went. Absolutely nuts. If you got like 200 and two touchdowns, you got smoked if you were facing one of those guys. 
Yeah, no, the, the scoring was way up in the preseason and the new rules and all that. And I said on the Yahoo podcast, my prediction is the scoring is going to be way up this season, but not that I was uh, anything crazy of a prediction. But it's eight points a game so far right now. That's massive. So the over-unders are de- definitely going to have to be totally taken at a different scale. So, yeah, so let's hope the Niners can turn in some fantasy assets and Goodwin needs to get healthy fast. Yeah, Kittle killed me last week and I thought Morris was an interesting start. So, they're, yeah, they're a mess. They nearly blew a 30-13 to 13 lead, too, at home against Patricia. They should have. So, if, if, if there's not a hold right. off the ball, that's an interception right. and they're at least getting a field goal out of that and they make it a touchdown. They should have lost that game. I mean, that's bullshit. There's a hold on the other side of the field that he wasn't even looking that way. Come on. I'm aware. No, it didn't affect the play at all. I know. No, Jimmy, yeah, it was a bad, bad pick for sure. Jimmy right, G is a game. nutless monkey. <laughs> no. Say it, say it after me. Repeat after no, me. <laughs> no, no. We'll not do it. Okay. Thursday night game list. Let's go. Would you, uh, you started because you're going to say what you predicted uh, the line to be? I'll, I'll pull it up. But yeah, I predicted I think it to be three and a half and it's only three. I, I just like, I think they're even. You know, I, I think when you don't really know, we don't know how good the Browns are this year and we don't know how good the Jets are, right? It's two games. They're both kind of doormats last year. They're probably better, but we just don't know. So when you don't know, then the default is three. And then so it's, it's pretty much, you know, what I would normally do. But then the Thursday night game, I always like the home game on the short week, all things equal. So I made it three and a half and it's only three. So I took the, uh, the Browns. Who'd you take? I thought the lines were really, really sharp this week and really tight. Uh, nothing jumped out at me at all. Um, basically, my same exact reasoning as you. I, th- I think if this was three and a half, it would have been tough for me. But because it's three, yeah, I got to just go with the Browns and, and the team. The defense is playing pretty well. So uh, the short one, and just because it'd be so funny to give three, I would considering I would consider using this if you had a strong lean. But if not, we can move on. I actually thought about it. Um, I think Darnold is kind of crap. We'll see. I know you. Do. We'll I know see. You we'll see. I mean, I may have a may slight. Have up, but hopefully they're just maintenance because of, uh, you know, the short week. But um, yeah, okay. We'll just put that in the back. Burner, the, I, don't, I, don't, I have a lot of other ones. I actually love this okay. week. Okay. I mean, doesn't okay, mean good. I'm going to do good. well, but I had a lot that's, of games right. I like. That's good, though. That's good that you feel strong about it. That's okay. good. Okay. Excellent. So Saints plus three at Falcons is what I guess the line would be. I like the Saints. I think they're, I don't love this, but I think they're, you know, they were a little bit better team last year. Both teams have played okay, not great this year. And Saints have played a little poorly. But Falcons lost two key defensive players to injuries. Uh, they lost Freeman. Not that he's that big a deal, but I, I don't know. I just, I just feel I'll take the points. It's not, it's not a strong lean, but the Saints are ever so slightly better in getting the full three on the road. You're jumping around on the Vegas Insider site here. Um, I, I felt. Oh, you're I right. You're the, right. You're right. I'm looking at the guest lines, which weren't. You know, I, I didn't do it in the order of the Vegas Insider. We can, we can go in that order if you prefer. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I just did the Falcons basically the same reasoning as Cleveland. I just thought they're even and it's just the three. I don't want any part of this game at all, though. I, I was back and forth. So just, okay. just next. You bring up the next game because I, I don't have the order here and I want to look at my sure. guest. Okay, yeah, it's uh, Eagles minus six and a half at home against the Colts. Yeah, I, I like the Eagles, man. I mean, I know it's Wentz's first game back, but I, I felt like somebody was saying this. I can't remember. It was you, but that the Eagles had the big win, you know, the opening night following the Super Bowl, and they get 10 days off, and it's kind of a letdown. You go on the road. It's hot and humid in Tampa. It's just a let, it was just a letdown spot. They didn't play very well, and they got beat. Now they get Wentz back. They're back home. They're laying less than a TD. I made this line seven. So uh, I like the Eagles. Not, I mean, probably not to use them, but I could be talked into it. The only reason I wouldn't use them is that, you know, Wentz is a little bit of a wild card his first game back. Yeah, so I watched the NFL game mix on Sundays, and the max they can do is eight games at once. And the one game, there were nine on, at 10 a.m. last week, and the one game they chose to leave off was that e- Eagles game, which I thought was a little 
strange, the defending champions. So I didn't watch much of that game, admittedly. But I'm with you on the Eagles here. Um, the uh, the Colts did surprise me last week. I, I think I heard you talking about Jeff saying that he was on was Washington. You? It might have been me that, that was. That uh, it was, was one of the nutless monkeys. I couldn't remember which one. Sometimes I, I get. I look, sometimes I, I got all nutless really, monkeys sound the same to me, so I have a hard time picking between them. I caught that, and I wanted to admit it. It might have been me because I, I did back Washington last week, and boy, that was a joke after this one week. And and so, but I do think Philadelphia will have the same thing against Indy outdoors here against a you know physical defensive team, and Philly's going to bounce back. So I absolutely earmarked this one as a possible use. Okay, I could be talked into it. Um, okay. It was probably my sixth or seventh choice, but still okay. like right. it. Okay. Uh, what's next on the list? Carolina minus three at home against uh, Cincinnati. Total coin flip. I took Carolina sort of just as a, as kind of a change of pace. I had Cincy as my best bet the last two weeks. They both they yeah. covered both weeks, but just sort of like Carolina's a little more desperate. You know, I don't, I don't have a good reason. It's, a, it's the right line. I made the I, line three, yeah. and I feel maybe the Panthers are slightly better dating back to the start of last year, so I, I took them. Yeah, it's a coin flip for me. Um, I guess I could have gone with the same reasoning for taking the Falcons, but I went with Bengals here and just took the points. Such a tough one. I mean, that, that's a stay away. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't considering either. What's next? Okay, Jacksonville minus six and a half at home against Tennessee. All right, this is one of my best bets. It, okay. it seems a little suckerish. I, I made this line 10 and a half. Okay, I was going to say, I hope you're laying the wood because I, I earmarked this one too. Okay, I made okay. it 10 and a half. I guessed it would be nine and a half thinking I'm going to take Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Six and a half? What the fuck? Yeah. I, I mean, Gabbert may play. This Gabbert's going to go into Jacksonville and be getting six and a half. What the no, fuck? If was, no, if it was thirteen and a half, I would. I mean, I wouldn't uh, think that was crazy. No, no. If it was thirteen and a half. I'd be like, ooh, tough call. I guess I'll hold right. my nose and take the Titans. I mean, honestly, yeah. like I, this could be just a total. It could be like the Rams Cardinals last week. No, no. If that if that line is anywhere near that super contest, definitely using it. Okay, sure, done. I mean, I feel like I'm missing something. Like, I'm a sucker somehow. I mean, I must be a sucker because Bortles looked great last week. He looked amazing. I don't know if you watched that game. He was good. Oh, they're my, they're my pick to win the AFC right now. Right? Yeah. It's like the fucking Titans. Titans are a joke. They're, they're totally. I mean, yes. Yeah. Banged up Mariota. I mean, no. Or, yeah, or, that's, or maybe Gabbert. They got their touchdown on a fucking punter, a fake punter. I watched that. No, I had Houston and. and, and that was their best play of the game. Yes. Right, this yeah. is to me. Yeah. Okay. The, the Jaguars lost their left tackle, Cam Robinson. I don't yeah. know if he's out for the season or whatever, but that, that's kind of a big deal, but whatever. Okay, what's next? They're playmakers, man. Westbrook and Cole, they're like good. Cole, no. Cole is amazing. No. That guy's like, no, he looks that, like Antonio that's, Brown out there. Yeah, that'd be like, that'll be catch of the year. That, no, they're really good. I'm totally yeah. on board here. So, okay, next one, we're skipping Atlanta when obviously we did that. So Baltimore minus five against Denver. Who do you have there? So I've been on Denver uh, this weekend and season long over, but they are a lucky 2-0, and um, and I've been against Baltimore, but I got to just see what's really happening here. And I've actually taken the Ravens to, to, to cover here. Me too. I, I, it's like my sixth best one, sixth yeah, okay. or seventh. I, I, like that. I like this one. I mean, the Ravens at home are tough. They're nasty. Yeah. I don't think the Broncos are very well coached. Their quarterback's not very good. <laughs> Their defense isn't the same cover corners. They have Chris Harris, but they lost Tlaib. They're just uh, not the same team, and the Ravens no. are going to bludgeon them with the run. And then John Brown is actually a thing, I, know, I think. No. And Crabtree sucks, but he's okay. And Willie Sneed. I mean, Flacco looks like a different player this year. I, I, I like the Ravens here. Yeah, no, this is me changing my, you know, two weeks ago, in, in, I had opposite views. And totally, John Brown's a thing. If he gets, as he's healthy, that's absolutely a big, big advantage uh, that I did not count on. So, yep, I, I agree. So maybe that one possibly, or, or you said six. Oh, it's in, it's in the mix. Well, definitely okay. it's the Jaguars. We got the, uh, right now we have the Eagles and Ravens, Ravens in the mix. Okay, Houston minus six against your G-men. 
Who'd you take? Um, this one, oh, I took the points. This is one of those time to just hold your nose with the Giants. One of those when they're ugly and everyone wants to go against them. This is like I like Chargers in the same vein. Uh, Giants. When everyone's out, I'm I'm in. So so there there you go. I'm Giants. Yeah, I took the Giants. I made this line four and a half, mostly because the Texans are bad and because the Giants yes. will be better. I think the Giants' defense, they may get Olivier Vernon back. I don't think the defense is bad. They got beat by that one surprise play to Tavon Austin. And and the, de- the defense held up fine. It's just the offense was so bad. And Eli... Y'all never in a million years take the Texans in a survivor in this. Like, oh, never, never, right? never, never, never. Yeah, I got the Giants. I don't, I don't, I don't want to use it. I don't feel that good about it, but I, I just took it. Okay. Uh, next, Miami minus three against Oakland. So this one was funny. And I wrote about this that like I've been like defending Gruden. You know, I took the Raiders against Denver, and of course they oh, they should have won, but at least they covered. And I've been like, they're not that bad. Like this whole like, oh, you know, Gruden doesn't know what he's doing and all the shit. So I was like, oh, Miami's two and zero. This is a great Raiders play. It's going to be like five and a half, six. I'm going to take the Raiders. I see the line is three, and I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, I got to take the Dolphins. I made the line three and a half. I thought three and a half is definitely going to put me on the Raiders because it's going to be. The Dolphins are 2-0 and and at home. I mean, of course it's going to be like 5.5. Why is this line 3.5? I mean, why is this line 3? It's actually straight up 3. Well, I was patting myself on the back for not being stubborn with Baltimore-Denver, and that's you not being stubborn here too, right? And, uh, well, no, no, I am being stubborn. I think the Raiders are underrated, but it's only because we're in these sabermetric circles where everybody like, thinks the Raiders are horrible. The public loves the Raiders, I guess. They love Gruden. So right, they're, they're overrated by the public. This is a crazy line. Why is this 3? This should be... I, I, I thought I three and a half was super aggressive on my part, and it wasn't aggressive enough. I got what you're saying. Yeah. Well, no, I, I'm with you. It's right. I've taken Miami. It's even a 10 a.m. game for Oakland, too. It's tough, but that's why it's almost a, it's maybe a sucker one. It seems too weird I to don't me. Know. But it's so weird. It's a weird line, but, I mean, it's, it's obvious. Yeah. yeah. You want to maybe use it or no? Uh, probably not. It's a little not too weird you know, for you. And, okay. and just the Dolphins, they are like a sell high, but, like, you're not even selling high. You're, you're selling low if you sell the Dolphins. Yeah, no, I mean, like, Drake's priced lowly in DFS, and they, they're defense. I don't know, they could go crazy. I mean, maybe they're good. Maybe they're decent. You, you kind of like Tannehill, don't you? I think he, Tannehill's, like, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know who the Dolphins are. I just know that at 2-0 and and at home, with the Raiders going from Oakland all the way to Miami for an early body clock game, and the Raiders, you know, not having Khalil Mack, this line should be more than three. It should be at least three and a half. I made it three and a half. I mean, that is not high. Right. But it's three, so i got to take the Dolphins. All right, next, uh, Washington at home, uh, getting three against Green Bay. Who'd you take? Um, this one, oh, this was one I, I did not feel strong at all. I just took the home dog, but this would be a stay away for me. I mean, you can't possibly feel good about this one, can you? I took the Redskins. Well, I mean, the thing is, what we should have done last week, which is just so dumb in retrospect. I know, just wait. No, we should have just taken the fucking Packers. Oh. They were getting seven, and they just right. guessed whether Rodgers was going to play. And I, it meant, was... I, meant, I meant wait so we had more information on that, but we wanted to use the Thursday night game, so we should have just taken the points. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, it was, it was like... There were, there were odds out there that was like minus 400 some offshore uh, things had uh, Rodgers being inactive. So, yeah, I don't know. whatever. I mean, you know, then that makes that line fair. Seven right. in Green Bay is like 13 in Minnesota. So, like, if Rodgers doesn't play, it's like 50-50. They're laying seven on the road. But if Rodgers does the play, then you're getting the craziest gift ever. Yeah, I'm curious what the numbers were, how many people in the contest had them. I, anyone smart had them. That's why we're yeah. fucking idiots. Well, certainly not, yeah. So, all right, so this one, you like Washington home dog? Yeah, I, I like Washington. I don't want to use them, but I like them. I, right, I think Rodgers Rogers can maybe not play this week. Yeah, that's a weird, weird deal. Um, ne- next, uh, next game is the, the Vikings. That's a, man, 16 and a half at home against Buffalo. What'd you do with that one? This is one I would definitely not touch, but I took Buffalo. 
there's no nothing really to say except it's a lot of nothing points and you know i went back and forth i laid the points but you're probably almost certainly right you're, because who's going to take Buffalo? I mean, it could be 42 to nothing easily. I, I think what happens with these big lines is you so easily could see it being 42 to nothing. And it's such a margin of loss that it's like embarrassed. You're like, what am I doing? Like, Jesus. Right. But the margin doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you lose 20 to three or you lose 42 to nothing. It just a loss is a loss. So I think the margin is what deters people from taking going this ugly. And I guess this game is a good, uh, good segue for you to talk about Survivor because that's a, a really – you did a lot of math in your, in your column this week. Yeah, so according to officefootballpools.com, 64% of people were on the Vikings. And That's as high as it gets, right? I, mean, I, I don't think the- I've, seen, I've seen one higher, actually, to be honest. And that, that's pretty noisy, and it's probably low. It's probably even low. It's probably 70-ish because uh, oh. I know I'm, I used to be in this rebuy pool on that, and I, uh, I, I stopped being for unrelated reason. But basically the strategy in a rebuy pool is you just keep taking the shitty teams for like five or six weeks until it locks. Because you want to use those up, and it doesn't really matter. Everyone's buying in for extras anyway, so the pool gets bigger, the pot gets bigger. Who cares if you put in 50 or 150 or 100? You know, every time that you lose, it makes more sense to buy back in for the 50 again because, you know, the pot's bigger than it was. You, you, you always buy back in, and you use all these teams that are four-point favorites. You'd use, like, the Browns this week. You'd get rid of teams. And then at week seven, when it locks, you've got all the good teams left. I would never do that in a one-and-done, but in that pool, it makes sense. But this... Office football pools is counting those pools where people are taking shitty teams that would never take them in one and done pools. So I think the real numbers, it's noisy. I think the real number is like 70. Anyway, I did it with the number that they had, which is 64. And when you go 64% owned at 94% for the Vikings versus 7% owned for the Jaguars, 75% to win. Those are the Vegas money lines translate to that. It turns out that the Vikings are still by far the better pick because it's just so likely that they win. There would have to be basically 76, 77% on the Vikings for, for it to be break-even. I have a pool that last week everybody took the Rams and one guy took the Redskins. And there were so 10 people on the Rams, one person on the Redskins. The Redskins were the right call. He's out. But if the right. Rams lose, he wins. That, you know, they were 90% of the people, 91% of the people were on the Redskins. So, I mean, we're on the Rams. So he actually got the right pot odds to do that. And I may in that pool go with Jacksonville. Because I think, you know, it's a nutless monkey pool. They're all going to go chalk. But just based on the numbers, it has to be, if you have to think it's 76% or more to take, uh, to take someone besides the Vikings. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm probably rolling with Minnesota. Um, all right, next, my uh, big matchup. My Niners have to play a 10 a.m. game for the second time in the first three weeks. There's been years where they only done that once all season. Minus, or sorry, uh, Kansas City minus six and a half at home against the Niners. What do you got? I made it five and a half. So I like the Niners. I, I, Chiefs have been better. You know, I think they're a better team. But going into the year, I think these were roughly equal teams, two teams that are interesting. And, you know, I don't know. I think the Niners are going to show up and play this game. I think they're going to move the ball against the Chiefs. I think they're going to have a good game plan. I think the Chiefs are feeling pretty good about themselves after the win up against Pittsburgh coming home. It's not like Arrowhead weather or anything yet. I, I think the, I have the Niners winning this game outright. And you're going to make me look like a fool if Jimmy G doesn't step up and get it done. Yeah, I don't know about winning outright, but I took the points. Chiefs look unstoppable. They haven't even had a home game yet and undefeated. Uh, they look obviously so so good, but defensively, they're allowing a ton of yards and points too. So I think it's going to be a, a pinball scoring game. Love the the action DFS to stack here. So I think Jimmy G does put up the numbers. Really disappointed them six sacks and the uh, that tur- I mean, that interception luckily didn't count, but um, we'll see. Hopefully some weapons emerge. That's why I really wanted Josh Gordon with the banged up Goodwin and Pettis. It's just like, come on, man. There's 
very few options. Brita, the NFL's leading rusher, mind you, the the, the single game leader and the, the season leader, definitely looks uh, pretty good. I mean, last uh, it took Alfred Morris seven carries in the fourth quarter of that game. It was thirty to thirteen. This setup is completely opposite of that game script. Brita is gonna he's gonna be the guy you want in uh, in DFS. But I took the points. You want to use it? It was my best bet, the Niners. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, oh, you I, said, okay. Cool. I, it's, right. it's, I just feel like it's one of those things where the Chiefs, they're getting down narrative street now, right? Like I, I heard Davis Maddox said, you know, you better get in now because this could be one of those Peyton Manning type of TD years. And it could be. It's possible. Stopa doing the Chiefs carnival hashtag all the time. I, you know, it's been two games. Uh, to me, that's, I, it could be something. They obviously have the talent, but... Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best 0% Intro APR and Balance Transfer Credit Card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. If you're into cashback or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits, too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from VCUSA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I think the Niners, this is just a ripe, it's just ripe for a, turnaround and i think the oh, niners are the type of team that's going to be ready they're going to be ready for this so uh, by the way reuben foster's back from suspension i mean he's you know one of the he's probably the second best defensive player in the field behind buckner so that's that could be important too so um rams uh minus seven at home against chargers battle of la what would you go with there i made that's, the line seven i made the yeah, line exactly good. seven so i you know i wasn't really strong on it i ended up taking the rams i actually think you know people say all the shit about the chiefs i think quietly the rams are the team that might oh, be, the next, be the next level. And it's not, they're not going to you know, break the record for scoring, but I, I mentioned this on the air. You probably heard me say this or write about it, but Jared Goff had 350, 354 passing yards. How many points did the opponent score? I believe zero. That's got to be a record. You throw for yeah. 354 when the opponent scores zero. That is an amazing situation to be in. They don't care. Against the Raiders, they were up like 17, and they were play-actioning and throwing in, you know, with five minutes left in the game. I mean, they just don't care. And he probably got 50 yards of PI penalties, too, in the 350 yards he threw for, right? too. Yeah, they probably didn't count that, although I think it was the game before they had the long PIs. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, he probably was throwing deep. Or, you know, I mean, they're Cooks, aggressive. Cooks is like a ridiculous weapon. You know, I mean, no one's used him that much, but if they give him 150 targets, he may get put up like Antonio Brown numbers. I mean, he's a ridiculous weapon. <laughs> and then they have Woods and Cup and Gurley and a good offensive line. And they're just really smart. And the thing is, they're just like the Patriots. Like, they just do not take the foot off the gas. And the reason the Patriots have covered like 58% of the time since 2001 is because the whole model of how Vegas handicaps football is based on, okay, you want to win the game. And so you get a big lead. And at a certain point, you trade margin for time. So you're up 20. It's the middle of third quarter, and you start slowing down. You don't care if the team scores a touchdown as long as it takes them a long time to score that touchdown. All you're right. trying to do is win the game. And that's the model that the NFL is based on. If you look at the models, they'll be like, okay, the, the worst team in the Massey Peabody is minus six and a half. That's the Bills on a neutral field. And the best team is like the Saints or something oddly at like five. There's this range of their sort of expected non-variance 
Obviously, a team can win by 50, but you know that's not the expectation. That's variance. And there's this range, and it's all based on the fact that teams score X amount, and there's this much time in a game, and this is how they behave. But the Patriots have crushed those models. They, they win 58% of the time against the spread since Belichick took over, whatever it is. And that's because they don't do that. They don't trade margin for time. They increase the margin even when time is short, even when they're winning. And I think the Rams are doing the same thing. And so you might have to look at this team differently. It may not be, oh, yeah, you know, well, seven's a lot. You know, Chargers are good. Chargers are good. I mean, I don't think they're good, but they're talented. But I think the Rams are up three. They may score a touchdown. You know, they're, they're going to have these, like, backdoor, front, backdoor covers while they win, not while they lose. So I – and thinking of how, like, stupid the Chargers are and they have no soul, no, no fans, I lay the wood. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, like the Giants, I just like the Chargers getting points, but I would stay away from this game. You might be right. You convinced me otherwise possibly. I, I don't, I don't, really don't want to use them in the contest. I, I made the line seven. I made it exactly oh, yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. No, I would definitely say we should use them, though, but you could easily be right. I don't feel, feel strongly about that one. Um, Arizona uh, getting six points at home against Chicago. I, I made this line a pick em. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. I made this line That's- a pick em, and I, I guess the line would be minus two and a half. So I, my line was pick them. I guess the Bears would be laying two and a half. They're laying six? I six. cannot believe it. So I would want to use the Cardinals. I just think Absolutely. Trubisky's bad. The Cardinals' defense might not be that bad. And so, I don't know, man. Six on the road against a desperate team that's got to revamp some things. Yeah. I, I'll, take, I'll take the Cardinals. Yeah, maybe Arizona really is that bad. Uh, obviously, Washington didn't look too great when they didn't play them. But I'm totally with you. You look at Trubisky and how they've scored. I believe uh, two of their however many few TD drives have both come in that scripted 10, first, 10 play, first 15 plays, their first possession. And then it's just really shut down afterward. I know they're playing with the lead typically. But, man, I'm with you. He looks shaky. The defense is better than I expected. But that new offense, even with Nagy and the, and the innovative uh, schemes, is not as good as I expected. It's gimmicky. So, I, they don't, they don't do anything real. It's just a gimmick. Yeah, what Everything's you, a trick. It's like it's not – that's not an offense. You, gotta, you can pull out that shit once in a while, but you can't be running that as your primary offense. You still excited about your 5'6 backup Bears running back, Cohen, your boy? I think he's good. It's just weird that simple-minded John Fox used him so much more effectively than super right. clever Matt Nagy. Maybe Matt Nagy's not that clever. I mocked you, but I ended. Uh, I, I had Trey Burton as my number four tight end. I think entering the year, so he has not exactly gone as planned. So, but I'm with you. Let's use uh, Arizona. They maybe they're the absolute worst, but come on, it's 37 over hey, under. Every every pick could lose. You know, I mean, these are 50 50. No, I like that that one. No, to me that one's easy. A no brainer. To me that so. was just way off, out of kilter. Okay, what's next? Uh, well, we're going to be different on this one. It's interesting. I guess I'm trying not to be stubborn, but maybe I should be my preconceived notions. It's Seattle minus one at home against Dallas. To me, that spread, I don't know why that spread's not just three. Maybe Dallas, so you, you, I know we're different. You like Dallas. You think their defense is good. And I maybe like my, Dallas. I don't like, I didn't want to take Dallas. I made it a pick them. And okay. then I guessed it would be uh, Dallas minus two. I thought Dallas was going to be favored and okay. I'd be taking the Seahawks. Because they just look so bad on Monday night. I mean, I know. I'm, I'm the guy who picked Seattle to be, and I went there under. They're my best bet of the year, but I, I'm not ready to completely write them off. I guess Schottenheimer, they might be, I guess. It's just that bad. But, man, Dallas, really, their offense looks pretty awful, too. And this short week traveling to Seattle? Yeah, I, I get it. The short week and traveling to Seattle. But it's not a Monday night game. It's a Sunday night game. The Seahawks have an even shorter week. Seattle's got Brian Schottenheimer as the offensive coordinator. There's no creativity. They're going to get after Russell Wilson because the front seven's good and the Seattle blocking is not very good. Seattle's going to try to run the ball. 
Good luck. I mean, yeah, awful. you I know, know, I mean, what, who are they going to throw to? Brandon Marshall? I mean, Lockett made an amazing catch, but he wasn't even open. Oh, I know. That was a great pass. Yeah. And that, I mean, and it that wasn't was, even open. It was just like you just threw it right. It was like the guy that was invisible or something. And, you know, they just caught it with the guy right there. But getting out there, that's when Chicago was playing defense, like you said, you know, the let them get, take some time to yeah. even get. And I don't but think Chicago's even that good. I, I think I think the Bears and I think the Cowboys are kind of like a better version of the Bears. They've got a pretty good defense with a good pass rush. And they've got kind of a crap offense, but the Cowboys are just, you know, Prescott's better than Trubisky. They run yeah, the ball better than the Bears. You know, the yeah. Bears have Allen Robinson, but they don't throw deep either. So it's it's kind of a waste of a, a you know of some of the weapons they have. I don't know. I think Dallas is a better team than Seattle. So I I don't. I'm not strong on this. It's funny that three of you guys made them your best bet. Oh, I'm the really? Only one who took Dallas here in, in oh, the staff picks. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I won't fight you if we come up with... Uh, if you really want it, if you really want it, I don't... This is not one of mine that I was going to use. So, uh, yep. it's not like I'm on the other side. I just... It was okay. kind of a coin flip. I was aghast. When I saw the, my guest line and the real line, I was aghast that I was stuck taking Dallas. I don't want to take Dallas. I hate Dallas. Funny, my, my, I was aghast. I thought the, the Seattle would be minus three. So, that's crazy. We're way different on that. Okay. All right. So, yeah, uh, I don't know why uh, you think... I mean, Seattle, they lost in Denver. And Denver was not impressive the following week. And they look terrible in Chicago. I guess I'm just not too in on Dallas, but I just seem, they just seem like kind of even teams. But I guess, I don't know. I guess I, I'm clearly I'm wrong on that. So. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But I, so, I would be wary of going against me on a pick that I did not want to take, and yet I'm taking it. Right. Because it's like one of those things where I just took the value. You know, it's like bet the, bet the, bet the number, not the team, which is yeah, I really I don't. Say- I will say, even though I made it my best bet, I don't. I, I feel a lot stronger other weeks, so I, okay. I will see. Right. Well, I mean, you got to stand up for some of your stuff. It can't. Just yeah, be I, know, picks. I know. I know. Otherwise, I might, I'm going to keep all the money when we win. I might stand up for that one. Um, okay, uh, New England minus six and a half at Detroit Sunday night. Man, that seems like a sucker bet. But how in the world do you take Detroit and Patricia? I mean, how? Oh, I took Detroit. It's one of my best bets. Oh, yeah. I just mean, New England's defense is not especially good. Jacksonville destroyed I thought, them. They were, I thought they looked a lot, uh, you know, going to be much improved this year. But yeah, Jacksonville totally made them look yeah, bad. And, uh, you know, so I think the Lions will move the ball. The Lions are 0-2. They're desperate. They're at home. It's a national game against the Patriots. Stafford's good. The, Kenny okay. Galladay is like, you know, the best receiver in the league. You know, I mean, this is, they're going to fucking be all over. They're going to they're gonna move the ball no problem against the Patriots. New England coming off a loss in prime time. I mean, that's what you could counter with. But I mean, I hear you. I, I think New England's going to win the game because of that. I think Brady's going to pull out some shit. It's going to be like 30 to 27 on a final drive. And the Lions will make some blunder. Some, you know, Patricia will make some choke or some horrible punt back to Brady and lose the game. But I think the Lions yeah. are going to cover this spread. Way too big of a spread. It's a big spread. Yeah, Lions look pretty awful. But um, all right. I hear you. I mean, it's definitely going to be the public size. They, showed up, in, they uh, showed up in San Francisco after yeah. the bad game against uh, the Jets. <laughs> I, uh, it was 30 to 13 and it looked totally Dude, lifeless. They should have won the game. They should have won that game. Right. This Fair. is too much. Okay. All right. Okay. Last one. Tampa Bay at home against Pittsburgh. ESPN finally gets, you know, arguably the game of the week over under 54. That should, could be a really, really fun matchup. So what would you think on that one? I took the Steelers. I thought that uh, Antonio Brown is back, settled some of their differences. They're obviously a little bit desperate being 0-1-1. And losing at home. And I think the Bucks are just a little, you know, it's like the, the coyote who's running, running off the cliff and they haven't looked down yet. But as soon as he looks down, they're going to drop. And this is the game. So I, I laid the wood with the Steelers. 
Yeah, I took Tampa Bay because it seems like Pittsburgh's in disarray, but I didn't care at all. This seems like the right spread. I mean, I'm, I mean, I wasn't with any conviction. Right. I do have some conviction about you going nuts about Steelers, which was against my Kansas City pick last week. Yeah. Two years of Super and, and I picked Kansas City, and when I made the lines last week, I actually had Kansas City. But then I overruled myself, and then I overruled you. See? Yes. I conquered myself, and then I conquered you. And nobody resisted along the way. So because you're too much of a nutless monkey to resist, I... I resisted this week. Any, all my original lines I stuck to. I didn't change them. So can't count right. on you. You can't count on Dalton Del Don to, to be the voice of reason. I, I got to be self-reliant. All right. Just only after the fact I can't give you a hard time, though. All right. Okay. So what do we got? Definitely staying away from that one. That's no, a, Well, I mean, yeah. I can use it, but I, I don't, that's not one of my big ones. So if I, were, just pick, if I were picking but, myself, mm-hmm. I would take the Niners, the Jaguars, Cardinals, Cardinals. probably the Ravens. Right. And the Lions. Those would be my five. Right. Okay. So you like Ravens probably more than Eagles? Uh, I mean, I like them about equal. Probably Ravens slightly more, but I like the Eagles too. I like them both. Okay. Well, definitely those three. And then um, the, the, the Jags, Cardinals, and, um, and Niners. And then we'll, ugh, you want Lions. I could, maybe we'll just go, we'll just lean. You get your Lions and I'm going to force, and I'm going to do Seahawks for now. Okay. But we'll, we'll, we'll see when the lines come out in the next couple hours. Okay? The Seahawks don't right. cover, you're a fucking dead man. All right. We'll see when the lines come out in a couple hours. I'm going to uh, have some dude surgically implant five more kidney stones if, oh, if, if the Seahawks I, don't cover. I would rather you kill me than <laughs> uh, have more kidney stones since I, this is the worst, dude. Oh, man. I can't even imagine. I don't know what it's like. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I but uh, like. I, I hope I don't ever know what it's like. What is it? What's the cause of them? What's the what's the so cause? So I've cut out carbonation. So it's which I drink too much soda, and you so you'd love why it. You, you why don't you that. drink? Uh, we call it agua con gosh here. What, you know, what, what, what seltzer what? club soda? Yeah, but that water. is car- that is carbonation. You're, oh, you're supposed to cut out carbonation. carbonation? Cut it out. Oh, it causes yeah. it. Oh, I thought you said cutting yeah. it out caused it. No, I said you'd be happy. I have no more soda. You would be very happy. Well, with why me, would you be I, drinking as an adult drinking sugary soda? I know, I know, but I can't even have that. Kind of adult are you? Were you drinking soda recently, like before this happened? I've told you I drink too much soda. Yeah, Red Bull. No, no, you told me a long time, and then you stopped boozing and stuff, and so I thought you would turn your life around. No, you still drinking like Red Bulls and shit. Yeah, I was. Of course, you got sick. Why are you doing that shit? Here's one more thing. I'm going to say this. And I can't have that Perrier anymore. Remember, we went to that the the the, the sparkling water. So that's kind of frustrating. Well, sparkling water is good for you, but okay, it's fine. So, so I mean, the fact that you're drinking sugar sodas in your 30s, dude, you got to. That's not, well, that's not, not okay. Okay. Not anymore. S- secondly, secondly, it's a good thing you got this kidney stone because you'd be, you know, on the road to well, diabetes or something instead. I was but, losing too much weight, man. It was screwing with my whole health. So hopefully this just f- fixes stuff. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Secondly, and this is a big thing that people are not aware of, but seed oils, industrial seed oils, I'm talking okay. about canola oil, grapeseed oil, corn oil, vegetable oil, soy- soybean oil, any oil that comes from a vegetable seed needs to be eradicated entirely from your diet. It is poison. It is an industrial byproduct. You know, people obviously make, make things out of cotton, make clothing out of cotton. Those seeds are not something that are edible. They're squeezing oil out of them, all these things, sunflower oil, safflower oil, all the shit. Do not have industrial, they're usually GMO, but it doesn't matter if they're not GMO, seed oils. They are poisonous, okay? They destroy your body. You need to, if you want oil, olive oil. And you think, well, olive's a, a seed, but the oil is squeezed from the pulp of the olive. It's not squeezed from the olive pit. It's squeezed from the fruit. It's, it's different. Coconut oil, same thing. It's, it's squeezed from the meat. It's not squeezed from the shell. Or There's no real pit in a coconut. But, so it's olive oil, coconut oil, and then you know butter, 
ghee, lard, shit like that. Do not eat those vegetable oils. I'm telling you, you are just literally poisoning yourself and giving yourself you know, blood sugar problems, cancer, heart disease. I mean, it is the worst of the worst. And it's one of the, it's like worse than Philip Morris, like those Monsanto plus, you know, the people who invented statins and told you saturated fat was a problem and to avoid cholesterol and eggs and all that stuff. Those people are responsible for more deaths than Philip Morris. I mean, it's truly a scandal and the, the mainstream medicine will not acknowledge it because there's so much culpability going back so long that it's, it's just too big. But if you research outside the idiotic articles you see from you know, the New York Times and all these mainstream uh, publications that are sort of in, in bed with these American Medical Association, American Heart Association, all these corrupt entities, and you do the research, do not eat industrial seed oils. Just trust me. If, if, if five of you do that shit, then I've done, you know, I've done my job. No, that, that is not a subjective opinion. No, that, if I mean, you I, do research, that is, that is out there. It's completely out there. Eat, very eat, bad eat real fats. Eat butter and olive oil and coconut oil and ghee and lard and well, There's nothing fat. wrong with that stuff anyway. That stuff tastes better. Wait, it tastes oh, better. Oh, it tastes it's way like, better. But you know what's it. fucked up is that, you know, given the fact that olive oil is more expensive, even good restaurants are using these seed oils because oh, they'll yeah. use like canola oil in their mix. They'll mix olive and canola oil to like, you know, grill eggs in. If you're ever at well, a uh, buffet or something in Vegas and they spray, the, you know, they spray for your eggs, your omelet. Tell them, no spray, please. Use it. Can I have a stick of butter? Will you cook this in butter? Don't ever do that. That shit is just so terrible. I never and thought of that. That makes total sense. And these restaurants are doing it. These fancy restaurants are doing it. It's just cheaper. Yeah, and they've been cheap. told by the establishment. It's not their fault. They've been told by the medical establishment, oh, this stuff's healthy. It's healthier than butter. I mean, it's one of the worst lies. And it, it's, if you research like how it came about and who was influencing it and the whole thing, it's dirty. And, and there's so much heart disease, cancer, diabetes. That you know, there's, it's not the only cause, but there's basically three causes. One is too much sugar, too much, too many grains that are not you know the the old you know GMO grains, grains that are not sprouted or fermented or sour like sourdough. That's real sourdough is okay, but like most of the grains are not, and they cut up your guts. And then the uh, industrial seed oils, which have these omega six acids, which clog up your whole system and cause all sorts of systemic problems from autoimmune disease to heart disease to everything. So. Do not, do not have those. And don't fucking drink sugar soda. No, I, I totally agree with that. Don't drink that. Diet Coke or any of that shit either. No, I know. I, I never drink the Diet. I know. Though, at least it, it scared me shitless. It scared me straight. You know, this did. So to, yeah. I knew that I needed to kick that anyway. Soda was horrible for me. And, I, and you know, sometimes you need a wake-up call like that. But for sure. And, that, and that, like I said, the oil is more expensive, but it tastes better anyway. Like that's not even anything hard. You know, like to say like, oh, you got to eat vegetables instead of something sugar. Like that stuff tastes way better than yeah. horrible vegetable oil. Right. So spend, spend the money, man. It's uh, it's such a it's, it's I mean your health is always a good investment. I'm sure, you'll end up spending it later uh, more. Way anyway, more. Way more. Way way more. So, um, all right. So I don't have much for you. Um, otherwise, uh, other than that, the, the Triple G Canelo fight. I don't know if you caught it, but uh, was it lived up to the hype? The rematch was was awesome. Um, Who won? I, uh, Triple G uh, lost in a decision, a very, very close decision. Um, it was, uh, what, the 10-8? I mean, questionable decision? Was it, like it was very – it could have gone either way. I had Triple G winning, but it was super close. Not, the last of the draw was, was much more controversial. So hopefully they fight a third time. Um, that was – it was definitely really good. A lot, lot of uh, – they, they brought it. They both went at it. And it's super close. Could have gone either way. Um, and that reminds me actually uh, that fight taking place in Vegas. Um, I heard you talking about relegation you know, and the Stopa League. Which is pretty funny because uh, your your team is just about, like the worst. Like I, I have a team that has Le'Veon right. Bell and Jerry McKinnon were my first two round picks. And McKinnon would be going absolutely nuts in that system, by the way. But uh, yours was even it's like Fournette, Bell, and what a couple other like. Well, and I had Jameis Winston, so I, I instead of picking a Fitzpatrick, which was the obvious thing, I was like, I'll take Sam Bradford because 
it was it was just like a judgment call, but I was like, you know what, Bradford may keep the job a while, and then when Winston comes back, I may have two QBs. You know, I have three QBs now because I have golf. So I'm like, oh, I'll trade one of them later. Or I'll have a useful, you know, bye week guy. It's a QB flex league, and that that decision is so disastrous. I mean, think about how many more points I would have. Bradford's had like seven points total in two games. I mean, I would have been better off using a scrubby wide receiver in that slot. And it's just, you know, and he's probably going to lose his job soon. So it's just, I'm going to try to salvage it, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and I just thought, I totally forgot about the relegation, and I, and I heard you talk about that, I laughed. But then I heard you say, that's why I brought that up, is I know this is a long way away and things can change, but you said you might not be there. Like, what in the world could be well, that far? I, it's it's a tough know, thing, because Heather's best friend in the world. I, I know you're a nutless monkey, and you don't want to do the... Uh, the, the auction. No, I don't care. Anyway, Thornberry's got that job for life after the performance. All right. That he, so what's that he going had. on? No, and I mean, I probably shouldn't announce this on the podcast, but it's not it's something I have to talk over anyway with everybody. But Heather's best friend in the world is getting married that weekend in oh, France. And right. it wouldn't matter. Even if we were in LA, like Heather would go to her best friend. She's like the maid of honor. She's got to be there. And oh, I know them very well too because we've stayed with them in London. They've come to Lisbon. We've vacationed with them. They've come to LA. They've, you know, we've seen them all over the place. They're literally Heather's best friend in the world. And they're getting married in, in July. And it's just, I have to figure out like what I can do. And, you know, I may just end up going back to the U.S. earlier for like the uh, FSTA thing and skipping Vegas. But I hate to skip Vegas. I love that trip. It's, and it's like, you know, good for my work and stuff. So anyway, it's just a, a thing I got to figure out. But there is a possibility that that happens. But it, it, if, if the, whether I get relegated or not is not the, uh, that's not, that's not a, rel, that's not a, a, a large factor because the trip is, you know, the Stopa League is, you know, not that big a thing for the trip. You know, the trip has of bigger. Course. I'd be bigger, remiss uh, if I didn't bring that up. Yeah. yeah. If I didn't bring that up, I'd yeah, yeah, feel like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I figured there was a, a different reason. But I was very yeah. curious this far in advance, you know, it just well, seemed I mean, like that's right. That's the only thing you could possibly know of right. this far right. in advance. So, you got anything I, else? What, what, anything on the political spectrum? What, anything going on in your, 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 not really, man. I know. I mean, I've been reading some books. I told you I was reading that book, Sapiens. I've read more of it. It's good. I've, I've been reading this crazy health book. I always read those. Um, nothing really. You know, I saw Mission Impossible, the whatever the new one is with Heather, and yeah. I picked it out because I heard it was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was okay. You know, the fucking thing yeah. about that, they're like, oh, it's a good action movie. I think, oh, good action movie. That's the best thing in the world. But the no only born. good action movies are the born, born movies. So the only ones that are born because those are serious. Like the CIA has this program and they want to terminate it. So they want to kill these guys because they're going to get busted. But the guys are so badass, they can't kill them. And now it's a race to see who can get the information out. And that's exciting. And, that, and it's just hardcore. It's just, it's one thing after another. It's hardcore. Or is this one there's like joking around like, oh, pull the red, cut the red cord. No, 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 the yellow cord. Oh, what are you, you know, are you stressing about this, man? You know, it's like this bantery bullshit. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's got to be serious. Like, yeah, the stakes are high. It's like this nuclear thing. But, I mean, come on, man. It just makes it seem ridiculous. Like, it's not, I don't want the buddy comedy. I, I want a fucking action movie. You know, I don't want this, oh, let's, let's let it appeal to everybody. And it's, it's just such a, a letdown. I feel like Game of Thrones, the last season, sucked. Because they were going to that, you know, whatever. Spoiler alert, turn off the podcast if you haven't seen. They're going to, like, the land of the dead. And there's other things that were really stupid about it. But they're having this banter. Braun and, like, the head of the savages or whatever they're called the you know those guys you know the guys that live outside the wall they're like having this banter back and forth it's just like dude that's that's just some fucking mission impossible hollywood bullshit that just that's not fucking game of thrones game of thrones is hardcore they fucking lit a rat on fire and fucking ate through some dude's chest that's you know that game of thrones fun. it's the hardest of the hardcore they fucking what's his name the hound stole money from this family who then were found starved to death. I mean, it's, it's hardcore Game of, Game of Thrones. Why the fuck are him and Braun having this 
sort of buddy-buddy joust and you're in this Hollywood fucking thing. You know why? Because the fucking guy who wrote the books finished the books. So it was a bunch of fucking Hollywood screenwriters doing it. I don't even give a shit about the last season of Game of Thrones. I'm not, I'm not even interested. I may watch it, but I don't give a fuck because it's I bullshit. Think, I think he has some input still. So you're not a big fan of it winning Best Drama Monday night. You know it won Emmy Best Drama that season. I right? don't give a shit who wins what. I, I'm just, what I'm trying to say is that, that was an amazing show for a lot of years. And it was amazing because sure. it was serious. You know, I mean, it was a fucking serious thing. It was hardcore. And now you have this like buddy movie shit going on. That's just, I don't know if you noticed that. Like it transitioned, the tone of it became just like standard Hollywood action fare. And that's just, that's just unacceptable. And spoiler alert, so just stop listening right now if if you want to. But the other thing that's such bullshit, they're like, oh, the White Walkers, that's the thing that we have to unite against. That's the threat. That's the danger. We must unite against the White Walkers. Okay, we got to go there. So they go there with the dragon, or they, she has to rescue him with the dragon. The dragon gets captured, okay? The dragon gets captured. And then they go to the wall, the fucking White Walkers, and they can't get the wall down. The wall's way too big for them. But the dragon blows it down. So the implication was, oh, well, if they just ignored it, it would have been fine. The only reason they have a problem with these guys is because they sent the dragon that got captured. If they never sent the dragon, the wall would have stood. What they should have showed, in order to avoid that obvious interpretation, is having the guys like chipping away at the wall and it like starting to give and the dragon finishing it for like the dramatic scene, but with the implication that they would have got through eventually anyway. But the right. way they showed it, it was like, oh, the dragon's the thing they needed. And it's like, oh, well, so the whole time where they're like pleading with all the Lannisters right. and all the shit to like, hey, we need yeah. to unite and do this and humanity has to come together for this fucking threat. It's like, no, the Lannisters are right. The Lannisters are like, get the fuck out of my face. I'm not interested in this. You know, they were right. Nothing would have happened, but you botched it by fucking sending them a dragon, which they turned into an ice dragon. I don't know if you I caught that. How well, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Tell me that I'm wrong. No, that makes sense. I'm not sure if I actually picked up on that or got it. I'm, I'm positive. How, how, how could that they have gotten through the wall without the dragon? They were right. just walking there. And all of a sudden, the dragon mowed down the wall. And you're like, oh, nice, nice work, assholes. You just blew it for everybody. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's infuriating the more you bring it up. And then, ah, I'm, I'm fucking done with that stupid shit. No, I like how intense you are. You, you are definitely going to you, you can't be this fired up. I don't up care. And, I don't oh. care. I didn't watch the last season of Mad Men. It took like two years between seasons and I just forgot about it. That totally changed though? I mean, or that was just too long of a layoff. No, I thought Mad Men was really good, but I just got, I lost interest. You know, I just was like, hey, it's fucking, you're sending me back to some drama from 1968 and I got to fucking go back in time and it's two years go by. I got my own life to live and shit. I'm not getting back into that shit for fucking six episodes. Well, Game Maybe of one day I'll watch it. Two years too. So Game of Thrones is another two years yeah. too. So I'm just saying, like I don't. But but it was also getting bad. Mad Men I actually liked. Right. I don't know. Uh, I finished. Yeah. No, Mad Men was great. Yeah. I think you're going to watch this final season though. That's that's my prediction. I mean, Heather will watch it. And she's going to drag me in. Is what's going to happen. All right, man. That's all. all right, on that note. All right. Take it easy, man. All right. Later, Liz. All right. Hey, hey, hey. No bullshit, man. That last one was unacceptable. Fucking unacceptable. Totally. Come on. That will not happen again. That ends now. I mean, worst case is three and two, but I'm, I'm, but I'm expecting, I'd say, four and a half, four, oh, and one is what, is what sort of the baseline of this week is. Absolutely. I'm with you, man. All right. All right, man. Take please, hey, 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 keep me in your thoughts and prayers, dude. I will. Honestly. And just fucking get rid of that shit. Right. Real man doesn't fucking keep those things around for that long. I'm trying my best, man. Right, Believe right. me. Good luck. Right. Feel better, man. Take it Thanks. easy. All right. Thanks. Later. Later.